Convicted and Convinced, a message from God's Word for you. And now, here's Dr. Dan Gerard. As we continue the sermon series titled, The Lord is Our Helper, today we're focusing on the truth that as our helper, He defeats our unhealthy fears. The scripture foundation for this sermon series is Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. For God has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say and underscore, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The generation that you and I are living in is in need of assurance. Assurance that if we are part of Heavenly Father's family, we are not alone. The Lord is on our side. We need to come to the place when we can rejoice despite the negatives that are taking place around about us. We can rejoice in the same assurance that Paul stated in the mind and in the heart of David as he penned the words of Psalm 118 and verse 6. The Lord is on my side. And underscore these next words, I will not fear. And then he asked a question, what can man do unto me? I've discovered in my life that unhealthy fear is one of the most devastating enemies of the human personality. An unhealthy fear is causing a dilemma of devastating proportions. Worry is one of the most subtle and destructive diseases of our generation. I read from 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18. John penned to that generation, and God's Spirit is saying to ours, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. I want to reread that, if not for your benefit, for mine. Danny Gerard. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. I want to lift three words from this passage to use as we focus this session. These three words, fear hath torment. One principle we need to be reminded of in the beginning of our study today is that there is a distinction between concern and worry. There are elements of life and there are elements of living that demand our concern. But you and I must never allow our concerns to be transformed into worry. We must keep concerns in the proper context and content 
of focus. Also, in the beginning of this study, we need to make a distinction between healthy fear and unhealthy fear. Let me give you an example. I have a healthy fear of electricity. And so, because I have a healthy fear of electricity, I am very careful when I deal with electricity. But I refuse to allow my healthy fear of electricity to become an unhealthy fear to take me to the point where I refuse to turn on a light switch. There is a difference between healthy fear and unhealthy fear. There are many healthy fears in our lives for which we can be and we should be very thankful because these healthy fears supply and provide a certain amount of preservation, safety, if you will, in our lives and in our livings. And the greatest healthy fear is that of a fear or a reverence regarding God. I want us to listen to the wise man as he penned this concept in the book of Proverbs, two passages. Proverbs 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Anybody here besides me want knowledge? Well, the wise man penned the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And then he continued in Proverbs 9 and verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Anybody here beside me want wisdom? Well, the, be- the fear of the Lord is the beginning of of wisdom. There are healthy fears, but there are also some unhealthy fears. I want you to envision just for a few moments someone placing their fingers tightly around your throat and pressing hard. And as they're pressing tightly around your throat, they're cutting off the flow of vital air. That would be a dramatic illustration of what takes place when an individual indulges in unhealthy fear or worry. In fact, the destructiveness of worry is clearly indicated in the fact that our word worry comes from an old Anglo-Saxon word which literally means to choke. I want you to look at Job chapter 3 and verse 25 as a prime example. Job is speaking, and listen intently to what he says. For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I, for which I was afraid of is come unto me. Now, I want us to back up to gain a more complete picture of what Job is expressing in this verse. So let's back up to verse number one of Job chapter three, because this is a portrait of a man choking. At the time of Job speaking these words, in verses one through 11, he had lost his family, he had lost his possessions, He had lost his health. 
In fact, we see a picture of him sitting in an ash heap, scraping his body to receive some relief. So, I want you to listen very intently. After this, open Job's mouth and cursed his day. And Job spake and said, Let the day perish wherein I was born, and the night in which it was said, There was a man-child conceived. Let that day be darkness. Let not God regard it from above. Neither let the light shine upon it. Let darkness and the shadow of death stain it. Let a cloud dwell upon it. Let the blackness of the day terrify it. As for that night, let darkness seize upon it. Let it not be joined into the days of the year. Let it not come into the number of the months. Lo, let that night be solitary. Let no joyful voice come therein. Let them curse it that curse the day, who are ready to rise up their morning. Let the stars of the twilight thereof be dark. Let it look for light, but have none. Neither let it see the dawning of the day, because it shut not up the doors of my mother's womb, nor hid sorrow for mine eyes. Why died I not from the womb? Why did not I give up the ghost when I came out of the belly? Can you see the portrait? This is a portrait of a man who is choking, literally choking to death. Now, as I read these verses, I hope you remember that Job was not a bad man. In fact, Job chapter 1 and verse 1 records, there was a man in the land of us whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, and one that underscore feared God and eschewed evil. So, if Job was a perfect and upright man, a man who feared God and eschewed or hated evil, what happened to bring him to this choking experience recorded in Job chapter 3? What happened? What happened was this, Job allowed the circumstances that had taken place in his life and in his living to produce an unhealthy fear. Fear hath torment. And on the basis of this biblical truth, I want us to note some things about unhealthy fear. First of all, unhealthy fear causes both physical and mental complications. A noted physician wrote, whatever the cause of fear and worry, the effect can always be noted in the cells 
tissues and organs of the body. A neurologist says that worry is intimately connected with the symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis. All over the world, physicians are treating cases of illness that are brought on directly by worry, directly by fear. Worry and fear that is aggravated in a feeling of insecurity. I read a report some time ago about uh, 200 American executives. They were of the average age of 44. And this study discovered that approximately one half of those 200 American executives had high blood pressure. They had heart disease or ulcers. And it was noted that in every one of these cases that suffered from blood, high blood pressure or, or heart disease or ulcers, in every one of these cases, they were affected by fear and worry. That was a predominant factor in their life and in their living. Have you ever heard someone say, I am almost sick with worry? And then in the very next breath, they laugh and add, but I guess no one really becomes sick because of worry. My friends, how wrong they are. Worry can make us sick. Worry and fear can kill us. One of the signs of the end times was given by Jesus and it is indeed coming to pass. It's found in Luke chapter 21 and verse 26. Listen, as these words flowed from the gracious lips of your Savior and mine, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Do you understand that heart disease is the leading cause of death, both in men and women, not only in our United States of America, but in the entire world? Do you understand that? In our country alone, the United States of America, over 600,000 people a year, men, women, and young people die of heart disease. Indeed, the hearts of men and women and young people are failing them for fear and for looking after those things that are coming on the earth. There is fear about the economy. There is fear about family upheavals. There is fear about sickness. There is fear about job security. There's fear about what's taking place in the political world. There's fear about disasters such as floods and fires and, and earthquakes and, and hurricanes and on and on and on the list goes. My brothers and sisters, fear affects us physically 
and emotionally. Second, I want us to notice some rules to follow in regard to unhealthy fear. There was a prominent magazine article several years ago that was titled, How Long Can You Live? And that got my attention. The article declared that if you and I want to live long, we should observe the following rules. Keep calm and eliminate worry. And whenever I read that, I thought about a little song that was very popular when I was growing up. Don't worry. Be happy. Any of you of my age category remember that little slogan? Jesus put it like this in John chapter 15 and verse 27. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. There was a scientific expert on the length of life who made a study of 450 people who lived to the age of 100. And this expert came to the conclusion that these people who lived long and, and continued lives did so for the following reasons. They kept busy. They used moderation in all things. They ate simply. They got a great deal of fun out of life. They were free from worry and fear. Keep calm. <laughs> Don't worry. The ultimate rule to follow regarding unhealthy fear is that you and I must have a belief in God, in God and His Son, Jesus Christ. In God and His Son, Jesus Christ, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, they are our helper. I listen all often to what Jesus said in John 14 in verse 1, and I do so for my personal benefit. Danny, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. That is the ultimate rule to follow regarding unhealth, unhealthy fear. And this leads us to consider the ultimate rule to follow if unhealthy fear is going to be defeated in our lives and in our living because God does not want you and God does not want me to live with unhealthy fear because fear hath torment. I read from 1 John chapter 4 earlier, and I want to go back to 1 John chapter 4, and I want us to take very careful note of this ultimate rule. 1 John 4, beginning in verse 16. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. 
Because as he is, so are we in this world. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Now, I want to read this again. Maybe not for your benefit, but for my benefit. Would you allow me that opportunity? Would you grant me that privilege? And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect. Now, let me pause and ask a question. Is there anybody else here besides me who wants your love to be perfect? We all do, don't we, as children of Heavenly Father. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. In these three verses, there are elements, things that you and I need to notice. You and I need to accept, and we need to put into practice regarding unhealthy fear. Now, follow me very closely. I'm going to go slow. Follow me closely. This is a life and death issue. Verse 17 is still on the screen, right? Look at it. Verse 17 says, as he is, so are we in this world. Now, who's the he? It's talking about God, right? Now, let me repeat it. As he is, so are we in this world. Now, I know this is not good English, but how is God is? In what way is God is? Back up and link this phrase to a phrase in verse number 16. God is love. Are you with me? So, verse 17 says, as God is, God is love, so are we in this world. Now, follow me closely. Verse 18 records, there is no fear in love. My friends, those who are truly like God who is love, can be free of unhealthy fear. Now, this is not Pastor Dan talking. This is God talking to us because there is no fear in love. God is love. We are to be as God is, as we accept this principle applied in our lives, God dwells in us and we dwell in God. And those who are truly 
like the God of love, can be free of unhealthy fear. Follow me closely. Verse 17, fear is the opposite of boldness. And it is God's will that you and I have boldness and not fear. So what did God say? Why does God want us to be perfect in love? So that we may have boldness, not worry, and not fear. And then verse 18, perfect love casteth out fear. God is love. If we are like God, if we are flowing in this principle, it will cast out fear. And why is that so important? Because fear hath torment. My friends, because God is love, and because you and I are loved of God, and because we love God, we can be confident that God does not want us to be victims of unhealthy fear and the torments it produces. My brothers and sisters, because God is love, and because you and I are loved by God, and because we love God, we can claim the promise that this love relationship we have with Heavenly Father will enable us to claim the promise of Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 6, our foundational scripture for the series, so that we may boldly say, not in intimidation, not in weariness, not in worry, not in fear, but that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. <laughs> may I say that again? The Lord is my helper. Would you like to say that to yourself? The Lord is my helper. And why is that so important? And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The Lord is our helper, and he will defeat our unhealthy fears if we just give him the opportunity. Dr. Dan Gerard is the pastor of University Parkway Seventh-day Adventist Church in Pensacola, Florida. Our weekly podcasts are recorded every Saturday morning. Bible study begins at 9.30. The sermon begins at 11. You are invited to join us. We live stream the 11 o'clock service. You can catch that broadcast at our website universitypkwy.org or at Livestream. A library of previous messages is available on our YouTube channel and on our website. Thank you for listening.